Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song's second chance theater where we recover a topic but with a new guest i'm your host john and with me today is a brand new guest of the podcast it's tyler henry everyone oh wait is that actually your last name yeah <laughs> okay <there> great <laughs> i was just basing it off of eat your <laughs> social media yeah three yeah it's actually yeah three first names tyler garrett henry so and I see you're wearing a Grease 2 shirt. Yes, my Grease 2 shirt that was illegally made for me by a very generous cousin in East Tennessee. Uh, I mean, if Paramount would actually care about this and give us actual merchandise, we'd buy it, you know? Well, and in case you couldn't guess, we're here to talk today about Grease 2, the 1982 called classic movie? Yes, I thought we're going... we were here to talk about the apple. No. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I'm fuck. totally oh, not prepared. Uh, so I'm always pre- prepared for this. Yeah. Previously, uh, we covered Grease Two uh, as episode number thirty-six. The guest for that was Ryan Strippa. but I mean, I asked you to come back and do this episode. But why do you like Grease Two? <laughs> A lot of people ask me that. Um. Why do I mean, you like I mean Greece this. Too? I don't mean this in a like. Right. Why do you like? Like, why? I'm interested to hear. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, you know, I'm. I, in some ways, I'm constantly asking myself that. I think number one, and I mean, I'll just be honest. It's Maxwell Caulfield. I mean, just yes. I love looking at him for about two hours. Um, no, it's you know what it is. I know I really did. I did like Greece too originally. Um, I remember seeing the first Grease. I think my parents had shown it to me. I was about six or seven. I can't remember how I found Grease 2. Or we must have been at Blockbuster, you know, remember Same. those. You know? Um, or and it was on like TBS or something. It was it's something. But I, I eventually had a VHS copy of that as well. And even had the CD, like the soundtrack CD. I, I, I know that I liked it. They weren't crazy about it, you know, because they just didn't like um and i was like i said i was eight so i didn't really understand why but i really liked maxwell caulfield oh so So was he your i think he was my awakening there we go but it's really it's like i said it wasn't like sexual because i was eight that'd be weird but it's like i liked looking at him you know so you kind of we've all we you know the gays that are listening will understand he's very pretty Oh and Lord. like, I mean, he can kind of carry a tune. It, he can carry it well enough for the very uh, minimal singing jobs they give him in this movie. Charade. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the only reason. I, okay. I know like most people really hate that song. I like it in the movie just because I get to look at him and he's all that pouty faces. I think that's what Ryan was talking about the first time you talked about this. But it's, 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 tr- and plus in the movie, it's shorter. Like they really they cut like the choruses in half. Right. If you listen to it on the soundtrack. Um but no, it was that and then I I somehow fell out with it. And I always liked Grease, the first one, like well enough, but it was not one that I would go back and watch over and over and over again. You know, and then Grease Two just kinda became where if it would come up in conversation, I was one of the 
like most everybody would be like, oh yeah, that's horrible, horrible movie. But I don't know what happened there. And because um, I would still remember certain songs. I mean, like I'd just be doing something around the house and be singing Girl for All Seasons or I always remembered reproduction because I that was my favorite. It's still my favorite song. And I got in trouble singing that on the playground when I was about eight. And I didn't know what I was singing about. Right, because you're eight years old. I was eight, yeah. I mean, it would have been, but I, I'm sure like the camp counselors or the teachers or what, whoever it was were like, I would tell my parents, yeah, Tyler was singing a reproduction. Like, oh, he doesn't know what it means. It's okay, you know. But I, yeah, I'm sorry. I was about to say, like, that scene <laughs> watching this, yeah, is so chaotic. Yeah, there's so much going on. And like this time around, I really wasn't paying attention to it because I've seen this movie a bunch of times. I know it. But yeah. rewatching that scene in particular, like every table has three people sitting there and mm. they're each and each table is doing a different different choreography than the next table. Yeah. And there's so much going on. Like I think um what I had mentioned, what I uh when we did our Grease 2 episode with James you know in that song in particular or the other day or it was like before that uh when that guy slides across the desk and it's i think it's the sorority twins and it's our favorite the girl with the glasses and the pig you know the braids i got okay so she doesn't have a name in the movie she's just credited as girl greaser the actress's name is yeah. Ivy Austin. And yes, we yes, could yes. talk for her because I didn't we didn't talk enough about her last time. Oh uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. But, can, yeah. Continue about the sliding guy. Oh no, but it's really funny because and this took me like a million times before I noticed, you know, he slides and he's singing his part. She's like looking at his crotch and her eyes get dick. huge. Like and I'm like, oh my god! And there's so much. Even and I really tried to rewatch it today because, of course, I have my I ripped my Blu-ray to put on my iPhone because I can watch this anytime. <laughs> but work work was like weirdly crazy busy today, and I couldn't really pay attention. Which I mean, I knew it was going on. But something I noticed at the beginning was, at the very beginning, the girls go past the guys during back to school again, and Dolores does this little thing to Davy, and he does it back. And that's like, and then they end up together. Oh. At the end. There's so much. I mean, people, and that's the other thing. People discredit this movie. I watch it over and over and over again. And then each time it's like, oh, there's something I haven't seen before. How many movies can do that? You know, it's it's really interesting. Oh, but anyway, so I was, <laughs> so I somehow fell out with it, right? And um, yeah, something about 2020, and, you know, when I was following guidelines and not going out amongst people and somebody posted about it, it was streaming for free on Prime. And I thought, you know, I have kind of remembered this movie and let's just see if it's as bad as I remember it. And then it was funny. I just kind of got into and then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then it's it's in a way I've become a big champion for it because of all the people that just will just nonchalantly just be like oh god it's horrible it's horrible i'm like it's really not (laughs) no it's not horrible it's not a great movie but it's fun i have fun with it yeah the 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 script is whatever (laughs) i don't even think there is one i think it was just on like three paper napkins and that's it if yeah maybe i mean they literally i think or i mean as as you guys talked about i mean have were writing it as they went along oh yeah 
And something interesting, you know, that you asked Ryan on the last time you talked about it was, um, you know, did you think this would have done better if it had no connection to Greece, like nothing in the title? Mm -hmm. And I've often wondered that. Um, if I wonder if it was just called like Cool Rider or something, because like the it stage does, show, yeah, like the stage show. I think that's a great name, and that's definitely like the theme song. If you had to pick one for this, you know, it's definitely not Back to School again. But um, I do see that you're sitting on top of your ladder. I'm glad you got that memo. Thank you. I did. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how long I can keep this up, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you have to, you know, with my you... little fake is it a steering wheel is it's a, like a circle or something it's, it's, i don't i don't know it's a prop it's a prop i, I <laughs> kind of forgot that that takes place in the theater oh I, yeah like yeah. knowing knowing cool writer i just forget that like oh right they just had rehearsal for the yeah. seven thousandth like rehearsal for girl for all season I know, but you never know. Is it a rehearsal? Is it an audition? Do they have to audition again? And that's the only thing too with this is the timeline is kind of hard to keep up with. Like, at, like at what point in the school year they are in? What's weird though, watching yeah. it this time, I noticed this again. You pick up on different things. Mm-hmm. This time, I noticed, or it was in, like, I paid more attention to it. Is that when they're singing it for the first time for the audition and they're around the piano at first and everything, if you Mm. look behind them, the doors are there. So -hmm. it's kind of like they are focusing this talent show on girl for all seasons being the big closing finale number. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So this was going to be in no matter what. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Eugene said, everybody got in. They didn't have enough acts. Why is he there? I still I don't understand. That still kills me. I mean, he was a senior. Well, yes. well, well wait, wait. Was he? Because in the first, I hate to bring up the first one, but at the end of the first one, and I've not seen this ne- as nearly enough as I've watched these two, Coach Calhoun says something about, right, he's trying to recruit him for i guess the next year after he throws the pie right, right but this is supposed to take this movie is supposed to take place two years after greece yeah but coach calhoun wouldn't try to recruit him if he was graduating right he's trying to get him for the high school team listen that <laughs> i don't know that whole thing is a mess a mess and a half and then this movie they're just like piecing things together although I do. I I also re-listened to the last episode, and I was like, "Yeah, calling it Rydell High or Cool Rider, as you suggested." Yeah, where it's like vaguely a sequel, <laughs> and like you have um, the principal and Blanche. Uh, Blanche, <laughs> thank you. I was like, "Mr. Key, no, Blanche. that's that's the no, that's, that's she's the principal. principal." Yeah, yeah. Like if you had them. And Coach Calhoun, like, come in and do, like, cameo bits here and there. That's fine. But, like, they roped in Didi Khan. They roped in Eugene. They wanted yeah. to rope in uh, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. And they were like... Yeah, that was you know, never going to happen. That was never, ever going to... I mean, they might have said it was going But, be you know, let's be real. No, my thing is that with it, too, is I don't think it even needs to have any sort of connections. I mean... It's hard. Well, it's hard to imagine it, at least without 
Eve Arden and and uh, I can't remember uh, whoever plays Blanche. I know, but I know the actress's name, and I can't remember. It's not Didi Khan. It's um, Dodie oh, Dodie Goodman. Okay. Um, yeah, I just happen to know that. But I mean, we don't really need Coach Calhoun. We definitely don't need Eugene because he was supposed to have graduated, and it, they could still be like a boy gang and a girl gang. I just feel like that was I to me that, that seems like that was the biggest. Uh, or the biggest cause for the downfall and the box office failure was you call it Grease 2 at which Grease would have been this big smash success. People come in expecting something that they're definitely not going to get. If you remove it from that world and it would probably of course still get comparisons to being like Grease but I think it's different enough where it stands on its own. So I think that's I, to me that is the thing that's hurt it the most is being having Grease in the title and having to be connected to the first movie when it's nowhere near. You know, they're completely separate. What I also really liked about rewatching this, and it's a little detail that I don't think I really picked up on it until this time around, mm-hmm. is that the pink ladies' jackets got redesigned from Greece. So yep. now they're lined in black. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to Cool Rider, she's wearing her... yeah pink lady jacket but it's now the the reverse side the lining and all that mm-hmm. and like that was really cool i oh yeah where where you saw the little bit of the pink still but it's black and everything at yeah. first i thought it was just hers and i was like okay guys this is a little too on the nose but i saw that it was <laughs> all of them and i was like okay that makes sense also i'm still not convinced mikey is that his name davy not- Davey, not Sean Astin, is a senior. You cannot convince me of that fact. I think he is. He's just a little runt. Oh, no, I know he is. And they but you're say not that, convinced? Okay. but I'm not convinced like, yeah. he is one because um, he seems like a junior. You know what I mean? Maybe. Well, I was. he's not secretly smart because we see the paper and everything that... Uh, no. Or what does he say in the sex ed class? What or what's conceived or whatever. I mean, he doesn't even know what that is. Well, watching him, also watching him in that scene in reproduction, I don't know. I thought Davy was like a little sweeter out of all the T birds. I, I I feel like he is, and but it's that thing where he's got a, you know, he feels like he's got to fit in with you know, Goose has no, I mean. And no. thoughts of his own. I mean, he literally copies everything that Johnny says. And and, he, and even yeah. when he has a joking thought of his own, he gets beat up on it yeah. <laughs> after the uh, diner scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was the one thing, because he's like, you know, mimicking everything he said. Lewis, maybe, well, I, I think Lewis is probably the most independent of them. But I guess he would be second in command because then he gets Goose and Davy to go along with his very cringy scene. <laughs> That's my I number could, one flat, by the way. I could always Maybe. talk about that number because it is, I don't know how they thought that was fine. No, and I'm, again, and I think there must have been a break in the craziness at work. And I'm like looking at it again. It's on my phone. I have it propped up on my desk. And I'm like, it's just really I and I remember as a child, like as young as I was, not really not liking that scene, really not liking that song. I didn't know why exactly, and then but even as a child, I knew something was wrong. So, um, yeah, the the way 
and honestly the song itself i kind of like i mean now i like but it's just too cringy it what it really and you've talked about this and like if i was doing a stage version of my own i would totally change it to where she's she's into it they're like playing with each other like she's in on yeah let's do it for our country yeah and then maybe give her <laughs> some different newer lines that you know in the song and be, uh, be yeah. more be she should be more upset that uh the other two guys are there not that he's yeah. trying to do her yeah exactly i mean well she kind of is that she was she's upset well, yeah. that she was tricked and everything but yeah. i think i think she's also playing it a little too innocent in a way yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely i can see that yeah but at the same time you know it's just like you know his face oh i know what it was that got me it's like they they go in to the bomb shelter and then they're sitting there and it felt like five minutes which it wasn't of silence where he's like staring at her and then all of a sudden this is an official nuclear <laughs> or fallout bed i'm like you are so creepy and Lewis is like my number two crush that I have. But in that scene, he's just not doing it for you. I'm like, <laughs> do not look at me and rub that army bed. You know, this is why you're number two, Lewis, this not number, number one. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in there and just watch Michael work on papers in his robe. All you know, okay, I'm getting to it. <laughs> Mike, be why, why are both you and Ryan so horny with this movie? Again, it this movie is horny too. <laughs> because it's hornier than the first Grease, and it's Maxwell fucking Caulfield. I just, oh my god! I mean, he's gorgeous. I mean, but and, I mean, and, yeah. We also need to give credit to Michelle Pfeiffer. She is oh god hot in this oh, movie. Hot as can be. Oh, I'd get with her too. I mean, I would, you know, but. No, it was just Maxwell. That was what it was too when I was rewatching it. I was like on in 2020, I was like, damn. I was like, okay. Cause I always remembered him. And then I just got this obsession. Uh, I still need to frame my photo that he he autographed for me and, and mailed back to me. <sighs> he, he sent me that and he sent me else he sent me something else really weird that of course I'm never gonna wear it, but I couldn't throw it away. Cause he asked what shirt size I was. I was like, oh, he's gonna send me a grease too, like treasure or rarity. And he sent me, because I didn't talk about this on, on the one with James, he sent me a bowling shirt that's got the Tasmanian Devil printed on it from Looney Tunes. Yeah, that's... I don't know why. And huh. uh, it, it was stuffed in the return envelope I sent him with the photo of him from the Grease 2 shoot that he um, that he signed for me. Anyway, I'm never going to wear it, but Maxwell Caulfield sent it to me, so it's it's hanging in my closet forever. What was he thinking about? I don't know, but hey, he thought of me. Wait, so. maybe was it? Oh, maybe it was from the set. Could it have? Oh, been I from... doubt it. Oh, I doubt it. Well, that wouldn't have made. I well, I mean, Looney Tunes was out, but well, he yeah. wouldn't have. He wouldn't have had one, would he? That was like an extras. I mean, he could have just got stolen it from. <laughs> Why would he do that? I don't know, but you know what? I actually like that idea. I'm, and I actually had that thought too when I first opened. It, I'm like, is this? From the movie no this is green with you know with tasmanian devil print um i mean there are also nuns day. in that scene so who knows it could be anything yeah so uh yeah who knows maybe uh or i, I like to maybe he got it as a gift and he re-gifted it to me 
I think hey. that's what it was. But hey. to be re-gifted by Maxwell Caulfield, I'll take anything. Almost anything. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I think he still looks good. You know, he's older now, but and you know, but he's still sometimes I'll get on cameo and just watch what he's like sent to people. <laughs> and he's finally embraced it. Like it's all these like middle-aged women get their husbands for their birthday to get Maxwell to do a cam uh, cameo recording. He's like, hello. Michael Carrington and I was like oh my god you know and I'm I would be with these middle-aged women just like losing my shit <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah he mm. somebody needs I... to get me a Maxwell Caulfield cameo for my birthday it's at the end of March oh shit okay maybe one of, maybe one of your listeners will be very generous somebody rich <laughs> that can spend a hundred dollars for a video message is it that much for him He's my. He's maybe seven. I don't know. I can look it up. He's maybe like seventy-five. Okay. <laughs> Reasonable. Some, well, see, there's some on there that are like, you know, not to be rude, but they are like way too expensive for who they are. I'm also really surprised. Well, I know I said last time that apparently mm. he was cited that this movie ruined his career, but I'm just yeah. genuinely surprised that like he didn't blow up as an actor. Oh in yeah. Life, like you know. One of the things I know he said was, I think they were outtakes from the um, the uh, Alan Carr documentary that Jeffrey Schwartz did. Um, I think he was offered a role right after this finished shooting, but it was kind of like a 60s, 50s greaser role, yeah, biker role. And he didn't want to like keep doing the same thing had he done it but it may have it probably would have done better than Grease too. Andy Warhol was the only one who actually liked this when it was released cuz he saw it like 3 times but um which I know why Andy War Andy Warhol loved this the, for the same reason I do Maxwell, Maxwell Caulfield. Caulfield. Um oh yeah he's still on Cameo let's see. So I wonder what it <laughs> He's got 24 hour delivery. Okay. He does uh, he's lost some more hair but you know it's it happens to the best of us, I guess. But yeah, I'm still, I don't know. It's just it is. It's so funny, and he's like so not my type as far as like other celebrity crushes go. But when I watch him in Grease too, I'm just like, is Damn. it the leather? Is that why? The leather. <laughs> it must be. Well, it might be, but then again, my favorite look I think of his in the movie is in like the second half of charades when he's walking down the hall and he's got that blue uh button down shirt tucked into the jeans when he so yeah he okay we'll talk let's talk more about michael carrington because he goes more he yeah. goes on like a wardrobe journey he goes much, on a journey much like sandy his cousin does but like he goes yeah. throughout the whole movie where like he starts out all preppy and buttoned up and everything. And then as soon as he like learns how to start riding the motorcycle and everything, he gets mm -hmm. a little more relaxed. He's starting to wear like uh, the shirt opened up to reveal the undershirt and everything. So, yeah, I mean, you see it mostly in charade, all of this. Yeah. Cause he's got, I mean, it's, I think it starts out, he's kind of got like that sweater or whatever on maybe the jeans and then, you know, but you see, and then it's, it's that hallway scene. It's like the twins and everybody's like kind of, mm -hmm. you know, gathering around him. And then he ends up twins. in the, he, 
Oh my god, God love him. What I think, uh, Liz, and maybe Gene. Uh, I know Liz all of a sudden started following me back on Instagram the other day, and I went crazy. And then Peter Fraschetti, Louis Demucci, followed me back, and has seen my stuff. I'm like, oh my god, you know. So it's really I'm getting closer and closer by the day <laughs> to Michael Carrington. <laughs> one one day they will they will you know. Oh no, I mean I flipped out when he i mean i had mailed that to him like a year ago i think i did a free trial of imdb pro just to go ahead and get his agents you know but i actually think it was a friend who found it you know to get get it to him and i just kept waiting and waiting and waiting waiting and he emailed me and i was at my previous job which was a hellscape and and i like screamed like a little girl because (laughs) He emailed me, and I knew it was him because in the subject line he said, "Say hello to Michael Carrington," and I just <laughs> and like my coworker was like Tyler. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, I was like, no, fuck you, Maxwell Caulfield just emailed me. <laughs> I said, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh he's gonna mail it back to me. Oh my god, he sent me this podcast or his interview schedule for the 40th anniversary, and I can't keep up with it. And she's like, okay, okay. I was like, no, it's Maxwell. She was like, I know, and she's never even seen the movie. She never has to now, but she, everybody that I work with, they know who he is. Just like everybody, the kids didn't know who David Bowie was. You were with me for five minutes. You know who he is, you know, so. Oh my God. Can't but, people don't know who David Bowie is. That's really upsetting. I, yeah. Well, I mean that luckily he, you know, there have been things that have helped like that moon age daydream movie, which can, which not, you know, we're not here to talk about that. No. If um, it brings people closer to Bowie, then, you know, but that's all I'll say about that. That's good. So there was one thing that <laughs> while watching this and re-listening and everything, I was just like, okay, so the whole point of the talent show is that <laughs> there's a grand prize, but they make it sound like it's for the winning act, not a king and queen until uh Miss yeah. goes up there and is just like okay and the winners are Johnny Nagarelli and Stephanie Zanuto or whatever her last name Zanoni. is Zanoni Zanoni <laughs> jeez sorry i picked please, a different Ms. italian sounding last name please uh, miss zanoni remember you're a queen <laughs> but i was just like i see how yeah. she won it cuz the uh 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 fuck what's the name of it? love will turn back the hands of time is a the star song <laughs> It's a oh, beautiful it is. song. As corny as it is, I mean, it's funny that song and that scene in any other movie, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is the corniest thing ever," and I hate it. The two of them, though, and even God love him, his voice, you know, trying to sing it, but he's so gorgeous in that like silver biker heaven, biker, and, and like, and luckily their little spoken dialogue part is shorter in the movie. It's a little more extended in the sound i think on the soundtrack doesn't she even say like i don't even know your name which i'm like we didn't need that like we don't know like in my special extended soundtrack edit i did which it has like all the music in the film i used the movie uh dialogue for that instead because i was like we're gonna cut back to the moon now we're gonna cut back to the stereo uh original album version you know mix and then it goes back to the end because you get the full ending in the film so it's that you know the anal retentiveness that I have developed with this movie is really alarming because <laughs> it's Greece too. 
<laughs> you've went you've got on a whole journey with just one movie it sounds like and it's Grease too it's Grease I mean, too. yeah so i couldn't you know i never would have imagined but also I, in a way i think and that's what i'm sure you feel it a bit a lot of the fans feel still that we have to like really champion this movie like we have to stand up for it because people just put it down i mean when paramount at least paramount acknowledged the 40th anniversary last year they gave us the same old blu-ray uh with no special features and that guy's ball still falling out but um wait on the what you don't know about that no I cannot believe you don't know. So here's something else for you to look for the next time. And obviously it's got to be the DVD or the Blu-ray for the full widescreen. So when it's near the beginning, they're on the track field and you hear the twins go, Michael, and they're like, Uh asking, they're asking him to play the piano for them. They're talking to him while he's running or they're running with him. If you look to the very left of the screen, there's this blonde guy, this track runner, and he's running and he just, he jumps a hurdle, and his balls fall out of his. I do hand. have the DVD of it. Yeah, but I rewatched this on Paramount Plus, where we're getting Rise of the Pink Ladies soon. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm gonna just watch it, and then we'll you see tell what me, happens. You tell me how it is, and if I need to waste my time on it. I need co- more content for this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, because that's that's the thing too. I'm interested that it's going to be a musical. It's going to be, yeah. I think, early fifties. Because I almost it have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because Greece takes place. Greece two takes place in sixty two. Okay, so the no. Oh no! Wait, oh, I thought you were talking about Greece one. Yeah, Greece two is sixty one into sixty two. And then Greece, the first one, is, is it, 58? No, it's got to be, I thought it was is later. Is it 58 into 59, or is it 57 into 58? It's one of those, I think. I, I would hope I it's 58 into 59, Yeah. because, yeah. again, these Maybe the people in Greece, too, are supposed to be in Greece, allegedly. Yeah, you got to really look for them. <laughs> well, a lot of the extras you'll see in the both films, yeah. And good thing you mentioned those extras because I, I this time I was wa- really watching it. And what I really like about this movie is that they have a cast. It's mm-hmm. not like we're adding people for the dance number. I mean, yeah, they yep. probably had extras, extra extras for mm-hmm. uh, Back to School Again and the finale, right? Because there is definitely more bodies there, but like. You had the dancing company where, uh, or like the featured cast where they were in reproduction, score tonight, girl for all seasons, the talent show in general, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I really did like that. It felt more like a show than a movie. Yeah, it's definitely more of an ensemble piece. And uh, the one thing I really like about Grease 2 even more than Grease 1 is, I mean, yeah, they still pick on Eugene and they kind of pick on each other. It's not as malicious, though, in Grease 2. And they are they are a lot more inclusive. At least the girls are. 
because of all the girls that they have and girl for all seasons. And they even talk, I mean, I call her girl, Eugene, but they even talk to her, you know, her at the very beginning. They're like, hi, Steph. Hi, Paulette. And, you know, and it's not. And she's know, in like a, a super featured role. Oh, thank goodness. Because she's one of the best things about this movie to me. Yeah, the the girl, the girl yeah. with the braids we're talking about, the, the oh, yeah. braids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because she's in every number. She's in the background of scenes, or like, or you know, I feel like if they were to do summer loving, she would definitely be one of the girls in that. Oh scene. yeah. Or some the, sort of equivalent. And of course, the girls. I mean, well, I say that, but then I was gonna say well, the girls would be more welcoming, and I'm like, well, no, mean girls, and forget, you know. No, so it it just kind of varies. I think the guys, well, it's it's just the thing. Is I mean, yeah, the guys are not as inclusive, of course, because from the get go they don't like Michael. But I think maybe it's just because they secretly or Johnny secretly sees him as a threat. Well, uh, you and know. watch and watching this too, we're in Rydell High. We are X number of years after Greece in this yeah. world. They should have learned. <laughs> to break all the rules because that's what Danny and Sandy did in Greece. And that was the whole point of it is that she's not a pink lady and he's a T-bird. And like, that's a good they, point. <laughs> they're from two different worlds and like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to, I mean, yes, it's graduation when they end up finally together, really. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like that whole, the whole, like we're, we're T-bird chicks as a yeah. rule for the pink ladies is was gone or should be gone at by that point yeah and no that's a very good point uh and it should be and and, and i mean i guess the only thing with that is because that gives stephanie something to break away from you know <laughs> what if i'm tired what if i'm tired of being someone's chick <sighs> and then i kiss who i want when i want you know so it has to give her that and I I wonder I mean wasn't wasn't an original idea like like in the genesis of this was that Johnny was supposed to be Danny's cousin or something I think so I also read that yeah. Danny and Sandy were supposed to own the gas station that which, Stephanie works yeah. at which I'm glad that didn't happen and I guess and I was looking at that guy again who comes out at the very end when she you know is off with the cool rider I guess is that her dad Sure. Why not? <laughs> I need to know more about him. Every time he comes out in those overalls and he's got those big muscly arms. I'm, see, this movie makes me so horny. I just don't. It's horrible. It doesn't make me horny. And that's the. That's. Well, good for weird. you. I don't know if that's, what that's, what no, that's saying. This, no, this is. This is. No, it's not a way to live. Trust me. The, to get turned <laughs> on. No, it's. No, I mean, it could be worse. You know, I guess I could be doing drugs or something. But, um, <laughs> uh what was i gonna say but no it's oh that was something too that was really tickled me when i was listening to it on my my drive back to nashville last night your your show with ryan on this was he he said what i say every time at the beginning of cool rider uh which i'm screaming at the screen i'm like you stupid girl how can you say no to him and that is the most gorgeous he looks in the movie he's like looking at her when she starts singing I'm like, it doesn't matter if he's not a T-bird. He looks better than any of them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and again, it's just like, how do you not know Yes, it's him? Oh, he covered his eyes with goggles. It's the same nose, the same mouth. 
and even you know the voice. He does. He does. He doesn't try to hide the accent when he's talking as the cool writer. And then they presumably like go off on the ride, and then they stop and they have a conversation. They have a normal conversation. Well, <laughs> oh, a little bit. Yeah, she's like, it's like, oh, because I can't stop shivering. Then hold on. And then he's like, no, I, no, no I, I can't, can't stop shivering because I have something to tell you. Oh no, 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 yeah, we've oh, got company. And like, it's I love. <laughs> I'm like. Did she not think like okay, that's like a weird like Batman voice? Like it's like, it's like why do you want to kill me? I also, <laughs> I also feel like, uh, Creator Face. That's not his name in this movie, but we're going with Balmudo. It. Yeah, Balmudo. He is also shoehorned in because I don't think he's supposed to be the same character. Even are we sure? <laughs> He has a very specific face. Like, I mean, there's no rules. In, like, okay, I mean, like, Eugene's here, shouldn't be here. Frenchie appears and then disappears. Like, so it makes me think that she's a ghost to help <laughs> Michael. And then, so why would they not have the same actor playing a different part? Or, you know, maybe I'm liking likening it too much to like shock treatment versus Rocky Horror, where you have well, the same actors playing different parts okay okay i see i see that but like it's not the same thing the other the other gripe that i now have is that if this is supposed to i thought this was two years later if it's supposed to be three years later why the fuck is frenchie still there like she (laughs) hey she got she dropped out of high school she dropped out of beauty school yes and then she should have gone back the next year to finish and then not be in Greece too. She had to take a break after all that dancing and then seeing a car fly up into the sky at the end of the first <laughs> one. <laughs> which I mean, you know about that theory, right? That that they're dead and they're going sense. off to heaven. Or yeah, that Sandy's dead and this is all her imagination. Like she's drowning and this she's seeing what could have been. It makes it really dark oh, in a way. Yeah, I did read about that with the fir- for the yeah. My mom <laughs> didn't like that because she loves the first one. And she's like, I don't like that. I'm like, well, it's you never a fan know. theory. It's a fan theory. I mean, it does make it darker, but in a way, it's kind of beautiful. She's, you know, going off to heaven, but it's like, yeah, with, it does make it kind of dark. With somebody that she loved. She loved him. Summer loving. Summer okay. loving. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know. I went back to Greece when we got to go to Greece. No, yeah. it's fine. I, I Hey, we, we're. Going all over the place like this I, movie. Well, that was like James, but in our episode with James, he was like hard ban on Greece One. Oh no, we could talk whatever we want. Well, I mean, like that, and that's the thing with this movie. I feel like is yeah. that they are trying so hard to be like, remember Greece One, everyone. Here are these other elements. Ah, you love Greece. Oh yeah, you love hand jive. You love this. You love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so to your ear, because I did ask this to Ryan, mm-hmm. to your ear, does it sound like it's different people writing this each song? I mean, when I, yeah, I when I knew it, and then if you like really listen, but also at the same time, I think they did a pretty decent job of kind of keeping them all in the same sort of musical world you know what i mean it, it, they're fairly the same style throughout yes. i mean the the soundtrack is very to me cohesive um it and it actually was kind of surprising once i you know watched it again when i revisited and then seeing um all the, the different, different writers you know 
um i because i knew lewis st louis was had been involved with it and then he's only but only but a couple of them um and then you see all these different writers and you mentioned like the one guy who wrote for roy orbison which is that's an interesting little (laughs) connection there uh but no i you know it's really funny i mean in some ways if you really listen for it you can kind of tell but also it's kind of a rarity i think where it's a it's a musical movie that has that many different songwriters and it is it all flows together it's very cohesive and it obviously would work using it as a complete score for a stage play or stage version well because even look at my little list here Mm -hmm. cool writer and reproduction is written by the same person and which that's polar opposites yeah yeah so like even the same person doesn't sound the same which is great yeah it's great i feel like i don't hmm, i don't know if that this, this is a it's a strength or a hindrance for this movie that it's different mm. writers, but Hey, it's, they're all great songs. I, well, and to honestly, to me, that kind of makes the songs here maybe a little bit more interesting because they do, they are going to have more uniqueness to them with, with different writers. I mean, cause you had the same two writers for all the Greek, um, most of the songs in the Greece one. I mean, definitely from the stage play, but you know, we had some new ones. Um, I don't know all the details on the ones that were added for the movie, um, but you know they 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 all sound the same. You know they flow together, especially if you know like I I played Duty in the um, in a stage version of it in like 2015 I think in Dayton Ohio, which was fun. But and I I preferred that I do kind of prefer the stage version to the movie, um. Because it yeah. kind of gives you more insight into the other characters. It's not just Danny, Sandy, and then a little bit of Rizzo and a little bit of Frenchie. But also, the only thing about the stage version is Danny is very unlikable in the stage version. Of, of you know, he's to me, I think he's in, he's an even bigger dick in the stage version for no reason. You know, now that uh, you say that the, the stage version is more of an ensemble, I think that's what they were yeah. trying to do with this movie too. Make it more, yeah. Like I'm like yes, Stephanie mm-hmm. and Michael are the A storyline, and they are yeah. drawing parallels again <clears throat> from Greece to Greece too. But like, it's they're uh, w- another great thing about Greece too is that they didn't try to carbon copy the first one. Besides right. that, yeah. <laughs> the whole you know Romeo <laughs> and Juliet esque, and the most important lesson to always be yourself. Oh, God. Like, yeah. yeah. No, but it's it's no, it is interesting, and I think that's a uh, to a lot of people when they dismiss it, they say, "Oh, it's the same thing." They just switch the gender roles, and like, not really. I mean, you have that, but um, then you have Johnny and Paulette, where yeah. they're not Kanicki and Rizzo. Yeah, because Kanicki and Rizzo work as a couple. These yeah. two are toxic for each yeah. other yeah even at the end i'm like i don't know if you two should be with each other but hey you're not fighting so okay but so, like yeah. also he's not lusting after stephanie really he kind of is mm. at the end but like not as much as he has been the entire movie yeah oh exactly i mean that's the main thing there i mean but it's i mean he had it's another good thing about paulette is she's more i think she's stronger she's more more feminist really standing up for herself i mean definitely i mean i mean her breaking point comes before the ta- or it's like when the talent show's going on 
<laughs> she walks by in that corset and he's like, wait, oh, you know, and then he's like, no, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to go out there and, you know, and Lorna Luft had her watermelon diet that she did for that move. Apparently she ate one, nothing but watermelon three times a day to oh, lose weight, for no. that, which doesn't sound terribly healthy to me. No, it's kind of like the carrot diet that Anne Hathaway did for Les Mis. And get orange. <laughs> so, but that's all she yeah. ate was carrots. And you're like, okay. Like, I get it. that, And then yeah. the same thing happens in the Marvel movies where the guys uh, bulk up or they, like, do 7,000 push-ups right before that one shirtless scene that they're going to do or mm-hmm. that heroic. And you're like, okay, well, maybe we don't have to do this anymore, everyone, and destroy these people, <laughs> <laughs> both mentally and physically. It would be nice, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just really interesting because it is so different. I mean, and it's, you could argue, I mean, I or I guess really Sandy does in a way kind of stand up for herself in in the end of the first one but it's just always bothered me that she had to change her appearance and everything which he he does too with the Rydell jacket and everything but it's just like she couldn't get noticed by him until she was sewn into those pants well it's not it's not mm, okay okay so with the first one the uh, remembering i i didn't watch it to prep for this because i didn't think i needed to but i <laughs> oh i didn't either I, I i'm surprised i'm talking as much about it as i am because i we're think with too. i think with the first one it's that um they changed it was sort of gift of the magi-esque <laughs> where they yeah. changed for each other okay, but like yeah. they put it in their own heads that they needed to do that Whereas yeah. with Greece 2, A, it's a man changing, which is very interesting because it's always oh, yeah. the woman who has to go through the transformation that we see in rom-coms. So that's because Stephanie doesn't change at all. No. Maybe she like learns to like him more, but like that's yeah. it. She changes. She doesn't change her personality. She doesn't change her wardrobe. Yeah. Michael's the only one that really changes and really it's just like it's just his appearance he creates yeah it's really just his appearance I mean because to me at the end yeah that's the thing where she's just kind of when she you know he takes the mask off you know and then she realizes it was him and so then he can be himself and then you know I, I don't know I feel like they both come to terms with who they are at their core as people and come together because they've spent some time together through the movie. I mean, definitely the diner scene where, you know, she wants, she's kind of interested in him, but Mm -hmm. then she says the reason she can't do it is because of the pink lady code, which is the stupidest thing. I think that's also bullshit, but I think it's also her reminding herself to save face with her friends and the school. Ooh, I'm, Ooh, I did not expect that to come out of my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. But really, no, it is. I mean, because it is kind of this weird sort of, class system if you want to call it that which is not you know but it's like it's where it's but that's their groups that's what they're supposed to do and they have a certain popularity because they are pink ladies or t-birds so to 
breach that and then not be able to be in the group. I mean, it's just, and this is the thing is, you know, with anybody who's in high school and is part of a popular clique like that, you really don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, cause you to be ousted and, and, you know, not, it's, it's kind of fame. It's kind of high school fame and celebrity, really. You know what I would like? Hmm. Instead of Rise of the Pink Ladies, instead of any other property, I would like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of Greece, where it's yeah. another group that is totally separate from the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies and all that. Yeah. That whatever's happening in Greece is in the background, but it's the, this group. Let's say it's like Mathletes or something, or like the <laughs> band. Yeah. Mathletes and the band. There we go. And it's their story. And like you, we have to do hand jive with that. We've, we, we have po- points where we meet up with the, um, yeah. uh, the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies. Oh, I come up with such great ideas on this podcast. But that is because that's actually interesting to me. I mean, that's actually something that I would want to see. Like, you know, you've got these background characters and it would kind of be a thrill if it would be something where they could and you, you know, know what it'd they, be for they, they can do it make like make the costumes everything match. You know you what know. it'd be for this movie? It'd be fucking Ivy Austin's character, girl yes. greaser. Here she'll be the fucking lead. She has got to be. I mean, she's. <laughs> I know she's so like amazing, super featured background extra dancer, whatever you want to call her. But like, I want her to have a name. I want to yeah. follow this character around. I want to know yeah. more about her. <laughs> I'm totally, you know, I'm down with that. I mean, she is like my favorite. She's she like, does, she does so much. She's giving so much in her performance. Yeah. It's like, I know you've called her the female Eugene and we kind of yeah. call her a nerd and everything, but like, I don't honestly know if she is. She just wears glasses and has the braid pigtails. Yeah. I'm jumping to conclusions there. Cause there's, oh, um, know. crap. Who's, Rhonda is the one that wants the no job, nose job. Yes, yes, yes. She wears glasses. Dolores yes, has true. pigtails. I mean, Dolores is also supposed to be. I don't know how old Dolores is supposed to be. <laughs> I think she's a sophomore. She's, she's. I mean, I would say at the at the oldest, a sophomore. She might be a. Well, I don't think. I think you're right. I don't think she'd be a freshman. I think she's a sophomore. She seems a little too comfortable to be a freshman. How's that? Yeah, so she's she's at least been there a year and kind of gotten used to the the way. Yeah, right, she, and, would, yeah uh, and, she wouldn't be like that if she was a freshman. And since her sister and the Pink Ladies and the other T Birds are all seniors now, like she mm-hmm. got, she had a few years with that group together. Yeah, I would also love to see how one becomes how they pass it along to the next year. Like, do they do that at graduation? Be like, here's my jacket. You're the See, next that bird. That would be interesting. Again, missed opportunities here. And like the rite of passage in Greece world. I mean, <laughs> maybe it'll actually... be in the pink rise of the pink ladies. I guess. Watch it. again. Watch it. I will watch know. it for you before I buy a subscription to Paramount <laughs> plus. Yeah. Um, so one last class one last question before we get into sharp and flat okay. uh who would you want to play in the stage version of Greece 2 <laughs> anybody you could pick anyone i know <laughs> ivy's character probably i'd probably be yeah no i 
you know, part of me wants to say Michael, but I don't. Th- you know, I would actually want to play Demucci. I think if I could, if I could get away with it. And do you, let's do it for our country correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, no, and director, my, no. We're with doing my it. female, with my female co-star, say this is consensual. Is this okay with you? <laughs> Everything I do. No, but no, seriously. I also just he's he to me is just kind of other than that scene. He is kind of adorable. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I he, love, yeah. I mean, even his parts and reproduction are funny. Oh yeah. I I mean the the T birds this in this movie, all of them are jokesters, and oh, yeah. so I don't know which one is the funny guy because <laughs> they all have comedic moments at points, it, it, which I love. I love that, and it's in a way they're not. I mean, and they still kind of do, but they're not. Take it seems like they're not taking themselves as seriously as the T-Birds in Greece one. You know what yes. I mean? Like, Kanicki was very just, you know. And then the way Danny is to try to, you know, blow off Sandy at the pep rally and everything. I th- I think this movie just embraced the campness mm-hmm. of what a musical movie is, and that's what I appreciate from it. Oh, totally. Yeah, me too. Okay. Do yeah, you have anything else before we get to Sharp and Flat? Anything we missed from the last time that we talked about it? I don't think so, because that's what I was trying to think about earlier today. I was looking at the uh, the outline, and I'm like, oh, they covered quite a bit. Um, I don't really, yeah, I can't think of anything right now to add. All right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. And since this is a second chance theater episode, we're going to see what I think about the last time with my, with my sharps and flats. So, Tyler, the floor is yours. What what, what do you want to start with? Okay, I mentioned it earlier. I, I hate to start negatively. The flats, number one, just let's do it for our country and that scene just the way it's done is just horrendous to me it makes me cringe um okay let's now go positive a sharp i don't know i feel like i'm rehashing everything i already talked about the sharp though is the sort of more inclusiveness of this mm-hmm. you know class of rydell i don't i'm trying to think i mean i and i've been such a big defender of this movie there's really not anything i mean you can say the whole movie if you want to sharpen I love the whole movie. I mean, even do it for our country. It's just really, I don't know. I think, you know, and it's it's still fairly long at, you know, over two hours. Another, I guess my flat would be that we still don't have the deleted scenes. You know. Hopefully they didn't burn them. They have got to be there. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. That's what drove me crazy about the latest Blu-ray release which i of course pre-ordered but it's the exact same bare bones disc not even a trailer and then paramount on their facebook page though they put together a trailer for to promote this but they didn't even put the original trailer on the disc but i'm saying you know the cast even maxwell caulfield and even michelle pfeiffer now they are not ashamed of it or whatever you could get some fantastic bonus features you could do like multiple commentary tracks with them that's something oh my I would God, love. Yeah, some sort of like, uh, well, it's eighty-two, right? So now it's been forty years. Yeah, so this year's going to be forty-one. I mean, that's what I'm saying. All we got was this like steel case mm. uh, last year. Maybe they're which, waiting for fifty, but 
start oh, now God. with the with the with the commentary and the yeah and they the need to interviews. especially Miss Patricia Birch. She's you know. Well, I'm also talking about how the the last three years, just the, the years are taking our our actors away from us. Oh my god, I know. So, so I mean, that's why I'm like, I want everyone. There's like certain ones I want protected at all costs, you know. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, they really, and it was really kind of surprising to me. I mean, I guess they just don't know or they don't care. But the fact that Paramount seems to still have no idea. That especially with our generation, this has become a big cult hit because we grew up with the VHS, basically, where we could watch it over and over again or seeing it on TV or whatever it was. Um, they I, how they don't have some sort of clue into that that you know we merchandise and and uh, other stuff would be very profitable. I mean, I'd buy everything that they have for it. Uh, you know, because they should also... contact you for that album that you did. No, they really should. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I actually reached out to Entrada Records about last year about that because they put out um, the one I have from them was Re- Return to Oz. They did a few years ago, which now it's out of print. And it's really expensive, but they got every single piece of music that was used, and then some pieces that weren't used. Um, so that was really exciting. If you, that's another movie I absolutely love. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, and, and the fact is too, you've got people like us who are definitely not ashamed, who very proudly flaunt our love of Greece too. Um, yes. and so give us some official stuff. I mean, I, I, all I can hope is that somebody from Paramount is listening to this. Um, I didn't oh, get, I hope so too. I didn't get the Funko Pops I wanted. I, you know, I emailed Funko last year of 40th anniversary. I just wanted a Michael and a Stephanie, you know, a little cool rider, Michael. And then Stephanie be... that comes with a ladder. Yes. <laughs> there's so much you could do. And it's, like, um, yeah, I mean, there's a big fan base. There really is. So, do you have any other sharps or flats or anything else? No. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that annoying person who says, "I love it." It's like, yeah, no, but it's. I, I, I would, I would. I'm far from calling this a perfect movie, but I will say this. You know what I came to realize a couple of years ago is that I just really enjoy it. I have a good time when I watch it. It makes me feel good. That makes a favorite movie for me. So yeah, I think this is like an anytime movie. Like you're at a party, oh, yeah. throw it on. It's a rainy day, throw it on. You're. You you tested positive for COVID and you're sick in bed. Throw it on. Oh, I put it on when I yeah I was sick with strep <laughs> or something like a year or two ago, or and or is a stomach thing. And I was in my room and I was like, oh my god. And like I just put on grease too, and it was going, but it was like, okay, girl for all seasons. You know, I'm not gonna lie, watching it for this recording, it was more background noise for me than me oh, actually yeah. watching it because I was like, I know this movie. Well, that was okay. me. That was me because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't sit and watch it because people kept coming into the bank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So do I agree with my sh- former sharps and flats? Yes. However, I would like to make an amendment before I add new ones because I there's more that I want to. Um, <laughs> last time I sharped the pink all of the pink ladies for being feminists. They're not really feminists. Stephanie is a feminist, so I'm I'm amending it to that. Um, also, I didn't know Ivy's name, uh, Ivy's character <laughs> name. And, you know, I I think I 
flatted the not so subtle innuendo but like that's the camp part so like you need i yeah. i'm going to unflat that how's Ooh, that good Ooh. um so i do have yeah. new sharps um okay I said, well, you know what? I'm going to start with my new flats because, again, like you, end on a high note. So, the, I mean, the messiness of the script, I, yeah. It, the script is messy. I, again, it's written yeah. on three paper napkins and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, the sexism, I could have done without that. But, again, but like, it's weird because, like, I could have done without it, but I know it's part of 1960s America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm. and it's in some ways kind of important for the story to move where it does, right? So, but like, I could yeah. still not like it, and I'm still gonna flat it. Uh, yeah, and then sure. my last flat, I didn't have you noticed that everyone is chewing gum in this movie at all <laughs> yeah. times, especially yeah. Stephanie. I know she's constantly for Michelle Pfeiffer's jaw. <laughs> she was like, burp, burp, burp. yeah, she says it when she's at the gas station. Like, cause I, I, uh-huh. I, I had noticed it before, but I, something that I happened to, I'm like, God, cause you've got that. And then of course she's when they're bowling and when they're at the, you I, know, I think I wrote it down after, after who's that guy. Um, where her and Paulette are outside, and Paulette's like, "Let's let's have a ciggy and blah blah blah," and then Michael shows up. But before all of that, they're both like, "Yeah, chewing like, gum like horses." Yeah, yeah. She's like, because they're like, "What's wrong with you? I'm nothing. I'm, nothing. You know, nothing. That, and I hate that noise." But yeah, um, yeah. She's constantly. They they all pretty much everyone is constantly chewing gum. So my new sharps. Uh, I want to reiterate how this feels like a stage show and there's Mm -hmm. a cast. It's not like, I mean, yes, they probably had extra bodies on screen for a couple of the songs, Mm -hmm. like student body, I should say, but like you needed it for that song. It's not like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had like the whole featured cast and everything, which was great. And then also, okay, this is where John gets to be horny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay after who's that guy the cigarette scene right yeah when cool writer michael closes the his his lighter uh i don't know what happened but i was just like oh my god i love this (laughs) he's he's, because he's hot but he slowly closes it i was just like oh god (laughs) i mean he's because he's hot and everyone is horny for him in that scene but Even like, like everybody, I mean, the, yeah. He he, his voice was right. The every the lighting was right. The the camera angle, everything was right for that moment. That I was just Slowly. like hot. Yes. Slowly close Some the zippo time. lighter. Yeah. I um, just, he's oh, he's amazing. Would you add any songs to your life's playlist from the movie? <laughs> so my life's playlist. So just like more so like outside of the movie you're what you're listening to you're like you're, you're cooking dinner or you're going on a road trip oh they pop something. up all the time on my music yeah i'm gonna have it on shuffle uh uh yeah the two that pop up are uh, the most or that you know i will play the most are, are cool rider and reproduction uh but pretty much almost every other song i've got where you know if i'm just got my regular music on shuffle it'll it'll you know pop up not Rockahoolaloo, uh, no, or Brad, which you know, uh, I need to make sure I need to send that to Ryan by the way, because he was talking 
about how he wished he had that. And I'm like, I have the full song. I've got, I need to send him my soundtrack. So, um, I'll give, yeah. we'll talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, I, last time I said, Square Tonight, Cool Rider, Reproduction, and Love mm-hmm. Will Turn Back, The Hands of Time. Love those two. Yeah. I may also add, and this is going to probably be a little controversial, but back to school again. I like again. There's, I have that one where it'll pop up on my regular music. I, there's I, something about it. Oh, I mean, I love it because then I listen. I mean, the guy who's singing it, Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops. I mean, he's Audrey too. So I'm yeah, I'm picturing yes. I'm picturing the plant from Little Shop of Horrors talking about going to school again. You know, and uh, <laughs> it's it makes it a, it makes it a little interesting. It's like my two worlds come together in a way. No, uh, no, that one's fine. I, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I've got them all where they'll just pop up on shuffle. I think the only ones I don't have downloaded in the downloaded music on my iPhone, um, I don't have um, Rockahula Luau. You said don't have, yeah, I don't have that one. I don't have Who's That Guy. I love Who's That Guy, but just in context of the film, don't have Do yes. It for Your Country. Um, Prowlin. I do have Prowlin. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm also gonna add "Girl for All Seasons." Oh yeah, because I definitely have that one. I put that on my Christmas playlist, which barely, <laughs> barely counts as a Christmas song. It's an all seasons song. Yeah, but at the end, I'm picturing. Well, they say I'll be yours in winter when the snow falls on the ground. That works. <laughs> but I can put it on my Easter playlist. I can do it. <laughs> you could play that tonight if you want to. Girl for all seasons. Girl for all seasons. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, Tyler, we're done. We did it. Right. We, we did, did it. it. We I done it. did it. Okay. Welcome you. to the pod family. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Do you have anything you would like to plug or promote? I guess my only thing is yeah, if people want to follow me uh, on Instagram, that'd be cool. It's Tyler Henry actor. I mean, no, and I've always, you know what I used to say on, on the other ones is like, it's all one word. Well, of course it's all one word. That's your username. But <laughs> By that I mean no, no, no spaces, un- no, no underscores. Underscores. Tyler Henry actor. You'll you'll know it's me once you scroll through and you. There's always every. There's always some grease to post. So you'll be like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. And this is how they can reach out to you if they want to give you a cameo and be generous, right? Absolutely, but don't you know? Don't I'm I'm halfway joking. If you you know if you're like the heiress of some like <laughs> very rich uncle who died and you just feel really generous but other than that please don't buy me a 75 or if you are maxwell caulfield yourself oh yeah maxwell well yeah i'm like throw me a freebie now man i mean like, we're basically, tyler still we're has friends. that bowling shirt we have i questions. do <laughs> i do i need to send this to him yeah because um oh lord well, I mean, I've got his email address now. He, like, emailed me, and I've been good. I haven't, you know, but uh, I, mean, I, I I will never get over that in the best uh, way, yeah. And if you want to talk more about Grease, too, because you could tell I will talk the end of time about this movie. Yeah. Uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Uh, why do you hate Let's Do It For Our Country? 
<laughs> I mean, if it's anything different than what we've said. And if you I want think to be everybody part- hates it for the same reason. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we'll be talking about Mac the Knife. Little three penny opera action happening. Uh, Tyler, right. thank you so much for letting me harass you to finally come on this podcast. Thank you. I'm sorry. I yeah, it's it's been it's been a weird busy, especially with the holidays, but I'm my time's somewhat freeing up. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening and bye for now. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.